Hi, everybody. This is Mark Lewandowski with Mind Your Business. What is Mind Your Business? It is a website full of great content and podcasts that come from real world experience, not a bunch of crap you read in a textbook. Listen, folks, this is 30 years of me running businesses, businesses that I started from scratch or that I was hired to help run. This is real world great nuggets of knowledge. The whole idea of Mind Your Business is for you to build your personal capacity. It's your ability to make an impact in your world, whether it's an organization, whether it's a club, whether it's within your family, or anything you do, can you make an impact? And the answer is yes, but every day you got to get better. You've got to get stronger. It's just like being an athlete. You, you build your muscles, you build your endurance. Well, in business, you build your knowledge, you build your experience, you build your expertise, and then you take that to the marketplace. That is how you build your capacity. Now, who should be listening? There's not a soul out there that can't benefit from this content, but let me tell you, out of 10 people, everybody's going to get a different nugget out of every piece of content. So when you're listening to this, listen for the stuff that really resonates for you. And then send me a message. Connect with us. Be engaged. Let us know what's working for you and what you need more of. This is going to be a great, great adventure for all of us. And I'm very excited that you're a part of what we're doing. Yesterday, early in the morning, I got up and I left the house at the early, early hours because I had some work to do and I wanted to get in because we were going to interview a candidate for a sales role at 8 o'clock in the morning. We sat down. There were three of us that were going to introduce, in, interview this individual, and we sat down to interview this person. And, and first of all, let's, let's just get one thing clear. There were four mistakes on the resume. Four mistakes on a resume. Four damn mistakes on the resume. Don't make mistakes. One of the mistakes you've already made is not having somebody smarter than you proofread your resume. Now, I make mistakes all the time. That's why no document ever leaves my office that doesn't have a proofreader on it. And the proofreader is somebody smarter and more detailed, more anal than me. All right, now, moving back on. So the interview was about as mediocre as possible. I mean, it was just it was just pitiful. We asked all sorts of really good probing questions and asked for experiential-based interview technique solutions. And we did all sorts of crazy things to try to give this person an opportunity to be great. But she wasn't. She wasn't great. Now, I liked her because I like everybody. I mean, liking her and want to hire her are two different things. I liked her as a person, but I wasn't really sure if she was going to do a great job. But here's the thing. The job we need done, the job we need done kind of sucks. It's not that fun. It's not like you're going to have the greatest job ever and go home and brag about, oh, my God, my job is amazing. The job is going to be on the phone. And that job is going to be calling hospice executive directors. Now, I want to just tell you, for those of you who don't know, calling a hospice executive director might be the worst job ever because they hang up on you. They treat you badly. They can't stand any salespeople. Even though we're not really selling, we're trying to create a relationship in which we really provide value. It's really a collaborative venture and friendship and partnership and, and working on aligned incentives. But anyway, Moving on, 
We, we broke up from the meeting and we sat around and I, I let the two young guys that run that division of the company kind of really lead. And I said, what do you think? And they really didn't like her. And they said to me, what do you think? I said, well, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm an optimist. I love, I love all sorts of people. And I thought she was really a possibility. And they looked at me kind of strange. What do you mean a possibility? She had mistakes in her resume. She didn't have that great of attitude. She didn't know the questions, you know, and, and the reality is I didn't need her to answer a bunch of complicated questions. What I need her to do is show up every day and make calls. And so it was then I explained to these guys that I see employees in three categories. They're mules, they're workhorses, or they're thoroughbreds. That's it. That's how I see employees. They're either a mule, a workhorse, or a thoroughbred, and you treat those different animals radically different. The mule is somebody that comes in and they work hard every day. You point them to a task and they'll walk around in a circle all day long grinding grain at a mill. Now, what do you have to do to a mule? You have to put a roof over their head at night, give them hay in their barn, and feed them. And the food doesn't have to be awesome. Now, I know that sounds terrible. I know. I know this sounds terrible. I know that I'm categorizing people, but there are certain employees that don't really give a rat's ass about my business, and they're not going to do the extra. But I need them. I need them to answer the phone call. I need them to sweep the floor. I need them to take care of things when they need done. And they don't get the finest feed, nor do they get the finest hay. They get the feed they deserve. They get mule feed and they get mule protection and they get mule based straw. Now the next one is the workhorse. The workhorse is the person that, I mean, they show up early and they get after it. They work hard all day long and I love them. Now they're not going to show up in the strategy meetings and have the best idea for the newest thing. They're probably not looking in the environment, in the marketplace and in our industry sector and say, this is where I think the industry's going. Therefore, we really ought to do this. We ought to position ourselves. But they show up and they deliver great value and they communicate well and they're good in front of a client. You know, the reality is, it's not their job to do strategy. That's my job. I'm not hiring them to do strategy. I'm hiring them to be great at managing a department. I want them as a great controller, a great account manager, a great customer service manager, a great person that does contracts and negotiation terms for any of the, any of the vendors that I work with. That's what I need. Those are workhorses. I'm supposed to do the strategy, not them, but what do I feed them? I feed them the much better grain. I feed them, a, I give them a better roof over their head and I give them better straw. You know why? Because they're harder to find. They're workhorses. They're difficult. Mules are easy to get. They're not that valuable and they don't cost you that much. But a workhorse is hard to find. They're a little more rare. And so you got to take care of your workhorses. All right, finally thoroughbreds. I would believe that most of you listening to this podcast, you're thoroughbreds. And you know why I know? Because you're self-learning. You're educating yourself. You're working on developing yourself. So the thoroughbred is the, I mean, a thoroughbred, the thing about a thoroughbred is they kick and they buck and they bite and they're nasty. But when you point them in the right direction, man, they run.
You know, if you go to the fair, the county fair, the state fair, and there's a horse and they put kids up on the back of the horse and they walk them around and they take a picture and they give the little Polaroid to mom and dad. Mom and dad pay $12 for a little walk around the pen in a picture. You do not take a thoroughbred racehorse to the fair and put kids on their back because that thoroughbred racehorse is going to be pissed and it's going to buck. It's going to kick. It's going to bite. They have lots of energy. You point them in a direction and you let them go. When you get a thoroughbred racehorse, you feed them the very finest grains. You give them the very best care. You pay a doctor to come in and take care and make sure their hooves are cleaned out and their legs are doing great. And I don't know how to care for a thoroughbred, but you get the idea what I'm talking about. A thoroughbred racehorse is of value and you care for it. But let me tell you, they're hard to get along with. The best salespeople I have in the world are thoroughbred racehorses. And man, they are awful to manage. They show up late. They leave early. They forget about their expense reports. They say and do stupid things. They spend money when they're not supposed to spend money. They say the wrong thing to the wrong person. They interject when they should keep their mouth shut. But when you point them in the right direction, they're the ones that close the business. Friends, when you're looking at surrounding yourself with other people and maybe you're looking at hiring people, figure out what you need and then hire that person. Don't hire a workhorse and put them in a mule position. They'll be frustrated and they'll never be happy. Never have a thoroughbred in a workhorse position. They'll never satisfy you because they're always breaking the rules. Gosh, I had this salesperson long ago named David. David broke all the rules. He was just rude and funny and obnoxious in front of a customer. He showed up late, left early, fell asleep, did everything you could imagine. But when I pointed him in the right way, he closed business. The guy was awesome as a salesman. You would never want him running the sales department because he'd be a terrible manager. That's a workhorse role. The workhorse is the sales manager. The thoroughbred is your top salesman. Make sure you know exactly what job you want to hire for and then find the right person for that job. You need to know, do I need a mule? Do I need a workhorse? Or am I looking for a thoroughbred? Hey guys, this is Mark Lewandowski thanking you for joining me today. I'm really excited that you're enjoying the content, it means a lot to me. And I want to encourage you to go deeper into this content by visiting my website at marklewandowski.com. On that website, you're going to find more information like blog posts and all of the other topics we've talked about thus far. And while supplies last, I'm going to give you a copy of my book called Rattle Your Cage. It is a bestseller. And it's an idea stimulator. It's designed to help you kickstart your ideas, get more and more out of your day, more and more out of the way you think. And I'm excited about it. So go onto my website, go to the connect section, fill in the information, and I'll send a book to you right away. Again, thank you for being a part of the special things we're doing. Tell your friends and your family members where you're getting this good content. And remember that sum is not a number. Soon is not a time. And damn it, luck is not a strategy. 